worship come on let's just take a few moments this morning let's just worship and just praise our God won't you just say Lord this is me this morning I'm coming into your presence I just need oh God just a fresh touch from you I just need you to just minister I just need you to pour out your spirit upon us you are a great and an awesome God we worship you there's so much that God has done for us that we are thankful. We are thankful for his hand upon our lives. We are thankful for the many ways in which he blesses us, for the many ways he shows up in our lives, for the many ways he manifests his power and his grace. And so this morning, Lord, we present ourselves to you. Father, we come, O God, you give us beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, 
the garments of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And so today we come against your God, every weariness. We come against your God, every every tiredness. We come against every care and, and, and burden that is upon the hearts of your people. Father, I pray, O oh God, that you said that whom the Son of Man has set free is free indeed. And we declare a freedom. We declare a freedom to worship. We lift, O oh God, let there be a lifting of every burden. Let there be a lifting of every care. Let there be a lifting of every problem and everything that brings anxiety and brings concern and brings pressure upon the lives of your people. We declare, O oh God, the hand of the Lord upon their lives in the name of Jesus. We declare the hand of the Lord upon their lives in the name of Jesus. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy. There is no one like you, O oh God. There is no one like you, O oh God. We give you praise in this place. Father, we declare an open heaven over this house and over the lives of your people. We declare and we say, welcome Holy Spirit in, uh, into this place and into the lives of your people. Help us, show us the ways of the Father. Show us the heart of the Father. This morning, this is our desire just to come and encounter you, oh God. So with this morning we declare that there is an anointing to break every yoke, every bondage, every negative word, every negative diagnosis is being reversed in the name of Jesus. I speak to every physical condition. It will align itself to the will and to the word of God. We declare today that you have come that we may have life and have it more abundantly. We speak life over every individual, over every person, the name of Jesus. We speak the Zoe life of God. The life of God, that abundant life of God, that life that is without measure. Bless your people this morning. Bless your people this morning. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We worship you. The book of Psalm chapter 139. It says, Lord, you have searched me and you know me. Amen. You are known of, by God. Amen. Come on. Yes. You are known by God. And he says, you know when I sit down, you know when I rise up, yes. you discern my thoughts afar so off. Amen. You search out my path. When, when I'm lying down, you are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, oh Lord, you know it. Verse 5 says, you hem me in, behind, before, and you lay your hands upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It's too high. I cannot attain it. And then he comes, he says, where shall I go from your presence? Amen. If I ascend to the heavens, you are there. 
If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take upon the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand is upon me. Your, your right hand shall hold me. Amen. I'm here to say to you today that you are known of God. Come on. That God knows you by name. Amen. There's a song that we used to sing, He knows my name. He knows my very thoughts. Amen. So you are known by God. Second thing, you are loved by God. Thirdly, you are protected by God. He says he hems you in on every side. And then the third part of it is, says, where shall I go from your spirit? That means we know there's nowhere we can go where he's not there. So may the Lord show up in your life. May the Lord show up in your home. May the Lord show up on your family. The Bible says, where shall I go from your presence? If I go to the, ascend to the heavens, you're there. If I go to the depths of Sheol, you're there. He says, if I go on the wings of the morning, you are there. You dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea. There's nowhere that I can go from your presence. May the Lord surround you always. Wherever you go, you always experience the protection, the covering, the blessings, the favor, the hand of the Lord upon your life. May the Lord hem you in on every side. Father, we come to you in the mighty name of Jesus. We bring your sons and your daughters to you. You love them. You know them by name. You call them, oh God, your beloved. You, you watch over them. You said, oh God, you give your angels to charge, or charge over them. You watch them, oh God, that the enemy will have no way to attack them. And so today, hem them in, oh God. Protect them from the front. Protect them from behind. Protect them, oh God. That may your hands be upon them. In the mighty name of Jesus, we come against every attack of the enemy that tries to steal their joy, that tries to steal their peace, that tries to, oh God, make them, oh God, lose hope. In the name of Jesus, we speak life. In the name of Jesus, we speak life. In the name of Jesus, come on, somebody. We speak life in the name of Jesus. You shall live. You shall live and declare the goodness of the Lord. You shall live and declare the favor of the Lord. You shall live and declare the favor of the Lord. You shall live. praise you. We magnify your name. Let's have your way in this place, in, the, in our lives this morning, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen and amen, amen. Well, God bless you, amen, and welcome this morning. Let's just worship God together, amen. Hallelujah, amen. Amen. Come on, we're going to praise God this morning, and we're going to make war in the heavens, amen. Come on, right now, let's put our hands together. And as we praise our God, we know that He's working all things together for our good. He's tearing down those principalities.
Hallelujah. Jesus is alive. Amen. And he reigns forevermore. Hallelujah. Come on, we give him praise. Come on, can I get a praise right now? Oh, it's your faith right now. Remember, he won't fail you. Right now, you believe that? The righteous shall live. Amen. It's your faith. Come on, let's sing. Oh, let's sing.
time he won't fail me. He won't fail. Come on over your life. He won't fail. Over your family right now. He won't fail. Never, never. gonna fail us he never has and he never will amen, amen. oh father amen. god we just glorify your name right now we can search the world oh god and we wouldn't find anyone that can compare to you oh god Whoa. we worship you lord right now. i search the world and i search the world you see right now but it couldn't fill me And man's empty praise And treasures that fade Are never enough You came along Then you came along And put us back, oh God And put me back together Hallelujah Every desire And every desire Is now satisfied and you're in your love. Oh, there's nothing. Oh, there's nothing. Yes, Lord. Better than you. There's nothing. I know, God. Better than you. There's nothing. There's nothing, God. Nothing is better than you. Oh, there's nothing, Lord.
everlasting love from you, Lord. We just worship. Oh, we just honor you, Lord. Oh, there's no one like you.
take a moment this morning we sang the words of the song but may it become a, a reality may it become a declaration one of the things that I know family is a very important and integral part of all of our lives when our family hurts we hurt but today I pray may the favor of the Lord come upon your home come upon your life come upon your children your grandchildren may you be named in generations to come come on may you be named in generations to come may your children rise up and call you blessed may your children rise up and call you blessed amen May they call you favored of the Lord. Amen. I want you to know today, this is a powerful, powerful blessing. You know, we can, we can achieve all of the accolades in life. We can experience all the successes in life. But when there's a breakdown in the home, it feels like it's not worth it. You can, you can have all the money in the bank. You can have the best amenities in your home. You can drive in the most comfortable car. And, and yet you can still feel incomplete. Because I, I tell you, there comes a stage in your life 
with the testimony the bible says and your children will contend in the gates of the city i pray today that our children will rise up and they will not just accept life as it is but they will begin to contend in the gates of the city the bible says you will be known at the gates of the city because report will go of all the goodness and the grace of god and i want you to understand the victory at the gates of the city will bring honor to your house i'm here to say to you may your children bring honor to your house may your children bring honor to your your name may you begin to see such favor of God even some of us that are adults and still have our parents we pray today that we will bring honor to them in what we do in how we live in what we what we say how we establish may we bring honor to the Lord may his favor be upon you for a thousand generations Today we, we, we speak about Abraham and we speak about Isaac, we speak about Jacob, we speak about Joshua, we speak about other great names. But may somebody speak about your name. May somebody utter your name and say, because this person stood faithfully before the Lord, God has honored us. God has known you. And I want you to understand, it is not God's desire only for the patriarchs to be remembered, but for you to be remembered. You are important. You are worthwhile. Amen. You are valuable. In the name of Jesus. Father, I come before you. I bring each and every household. I bring each and every family, oh God. I bring each and every individual to you. You know them by name. They are special to you. So Father, show up. It may feel like we don't get everything right, but you're going to show up. It may feel like things are falling to pieces, but you're going to show up. In the name of Jesus, I speak over our children. I speak over our grandchildren and the great-grandchildren. We speak over generations that are yet to come. That I declare that Potter's House will be a multi-generational church. It will be a multifaceted ministry. Oh God, we declare it will be a multicultural community. And in the name of Jesus, we come against every attack of the enemy. Against homes and against families we declare that we are seed of Abraham and heirs to the promise we declare that we are a royal priesthood we declare that we are a holy nation that we are said to be above only and not beneath we are said to be oh God that we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus we are overcomers in the name of Jesus hallelujah Hallelujah. We bless your name. Have your way in this place this morning, Father. We praise you. You may be seated while we're in action of prayer. We're going to prepare to partake of the table of the Lord this morning. The Bible says in the book of Luke chapter 22 verse 14, And when the hour came, he reclined at the table and the apostles with him. 
And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Amen. That this which we do today is still going to find its fulfillment. Amen. Verse 17, he says, and he took the cup. And when he had given thanks, he said, take this, divide it amongst yourselves. For, for, for I tell you, from now on, I will not drink the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. Amen. The kingdom of God comes. And he took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to them. He says, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In likewise, after the, likewise the cup after they they had eaten, he said, "This cup has been poured is been poured out for you is a new cup in my blood. Behold, the hand of him that betrays me is on the table." Amen. But I, I want you to. He comes in and he says, "This is my body, which is broken. This is my uh, this is my blood that is shed for you." And so this morning, I want to encourage you today that Jesus makes a statement and he says, I earnestly desire to eat this Passover with you. He was taking a moment. He was pausing amidst all that he was going through. And he was saying, there is something that is important, something that is going to be changing. And so, Father, we come before you today. As we come before the table of the Lord, we remember the death, we re remember the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so today as we partake of this, we know it is your body that was broken for us. It was your blood that was shed for us. The testimony of your sacrifice has been for our healing, has been for our deliverance, has been for our sanctification, has been for us, O oh God, to come into the purposes of God. And so today, I pray that everything that is hindering your people from experiencing the fullness of God, remove it. Every pain, every anguish, everything that is stealing their peace, everything that is stealing their joy, I pray in the name of Jesus, remove it, Father. In the mighty, mighty name of Jesus, you are able. You are able to do this. You are able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all. Show up in their lives. Show up in their lives. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And amen. Amen. You're going to be served the table of the Lord. We'll partake of it together. Amen.
singing Christ, Christ is enough for me. Oh, Christ, Christ is enough for me. Everything I need and everything I need is everything I need and everything I need. Christ, my
just is enough for us. Father, we worship you, we praise you, we glorify you, we honor you. You are worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be praised in the name of Jesus. We glorify and lift up your name. You are the King of glory. You are the Lord Almighty. How excellent is your name. Can we just bow our heads together? Father, we come before you today. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your love. We thank you that you show up in our lives in supernatural ways. And so today, Lord, as we come and we partake of the table of the Lord, we pray that you, O God, will move upon the lives and upon the hearts of people, that you will show up, O God, in a, a miraculous way. So today, Lord, we speak over the lives of your people. Whatever they are facing, whatever obstacle, whatever hurdle, whatever challenge, today, Lord, give them victory. Father, in their personal lives, let them experience the power and the presence of God. May they experience the love, the mercy, and the grace of God. So today we speak peace. We speak shalom over their lives. We speak that there will be nothing lost, nothing broken, but we speak the favor of the Lord in the mighty name of Jesus. Bless your people as they partake of the emblems today. Let them be reminded of the death of the Lord Jesus Christ, but also his resurrection and the promise of his return. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You may partake of the emblems, amen. Bless the Lord, amen. You can pass your, your cups down to the center of the row and then they're going to collect it, amen. Bless the Lord. Father, we thank you for this moment. And even as we come, we believe the entrance of your word brings light and life. So we, as we come to your word, speak to us this morning in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen and amen, amen. God bless you. Thanks to worship team, amen. Bless the Lord. Our Sunday school may leave, amen. Bless the Lord. Amen. Amen. Are you blessed this morning? Amen. 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 We're glad to have all of you here and just to share the goodness of God. Amen. This is the first Sunday of December. Amen. So it marks uh, the start of the Christmas season. Amen. And we're excited about it. Amen. Amen. I know a lot of people this year, Christmas is excited. The few Christmases you missed and you were in lockdown and then you were, then you were hiding and then we were. Amen. And we were worried about many things, and but we thank God, and we pray that this year, I know many of the families have many plans and to just get together, and we pray that even God's protection and covering will be over you. Amen? Use the season to spend time, quality time with your family and your loved ones, uh, but in this, don't enjoy the season, but don't lose your head. Amen? Amen? Just know who you are. Amen. And so today I want to speak a little bit about our identity. Amen. I want to speak on a topic uh, that I said, be like a lion. Amen. Come on. Say, say to your neighbor, be like a lion. Amen. Now I spoke on Wednesday about let the lion roar. Amen. And, uh, and Dominic and uh, 
Emma tried to roar the whole service and amen. But, uh, but we want you to be like a lion. I spoke about this and I spoke about how the prophetic sound God equates to that. If you go with me to the book of Amos chapter 7 and verses, uh, or chapter 3, verse 7 and 8. This is where we're going to use as a point of departure. I want to speak to you about this. You know, one of the things when you do not know who you are, you will answer and you'll find yourself becoming everything else beside who you are. If you don't have an identity, the world will give you an identity. People will give you an identity. You know, circumstances will give you an identity. Because sometimes when circumstances go bad, you feel like a failure. So it gives you an identity. Amen? So you, I want you to understand that when you, when you are a child of God, God gives you an identity. you got to know whose identity and what your identity is, who you are in Christ. Amen? Now, in, in, in the book of Daniel, I spoke about this several years ago, and I spoke on a sermon said that I'm not for sale. The children of Israel find, them, find themselves in Babylon, and in Babylon, they are in going through some challenges in Babylon, and now Babylon has taken the children of Israel slaves, and, and part of the thing that the King Nebuchadnezzar did was he firstly, he, he changed their diet. Then he changed the way they dressed. Then he changed the way they spoke. And he changed their names. Babylon will give you an identity if you don't have one. What does it mean? Babylon is a symbol of the world. The world, the circular systems that we live in. Remember, we are in the world, but we're not of the world. That means we live in a, in a society, we live in a world, but the Bible says you're in the world, but you're not of it. That means we're in the, the system that we operate in every week, every day, whether it's our schooling system, whether it's our, uh, our, our universities, whether it's our workplaces, is a Babylonian system. It's not a, self, a safe system. It's not a system where you can go and experience a word from the Lord at your workplace. But that is the challenge. One of the challenges we have in our society, South Africa slowly, or, or, or not even slowly, very quickly, is becoming more and more a secular society that has no benchmark of morals and values. We don't really know who we are. We're adopting every thought, every skill. And the, and the fu funny thing about it is non-functional people are making decisions on values and ethics that is impacting our lives. Just this week, they passed, the education department passed a, a ruling about unisex toilets based on the premise of gays and lesbians find, trying to find an a, a identity. The church is silent. Our community is silent. You are silent. And yet it is your children. That I can say I'm not worried. My child finished school. But the reality is each one of our children are going to be impacted. In a society where even just this week, our Minister of Health in, uh, spoke about that 13% increase in HIV infections in the age group of 15 to 24. And we know we already had the worst case. I, I don't know whether we're trying to be number one again. 
We tried it with COVID. You know, we went up to number four in the world. But in AIDS and HIV, we are about one of the, the leading countries. And when you look at the, 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 the thinking, this is what I'm saying to you. We got to be real in the society that we are living in. I believe that they need to raise up a standard. I was sharing with, with, with Neil and, and Dion, we were sitting outside on, on Friday. I said, this is the time that we need to start up a Christian school. I'm serious about this. And we got to pray that I don't want my grandkids to go to a secular school. I want schools of excellence that is eventually going to train our children how to go into Babylon and set it up again. And break, and this thing, I'm not giving up. I'm a South African citizen. I'm loyal to this country. I believe that. I believe that God is going to make, you know, I, I, I know, uh, you know, Trump had this thing, we're going to make the nation great again. You know, I, I believe that. And even if it takes a, even if it takes a Cyrus, God is going to do it. I'm praying for that, that there has to be a change. But what am I saying to you today is this is why we're saying our identity is under attack. Our identity as, as the church and as the body of Christ. I, I, I heard, uh, you, you know, uh, at a function yesterday, I heard an unsaved person said, you know, the one thing I, I enjoy about a person, and he said, you know, they, 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 they don't just talk their Jesus. They live their Jesus. Can somebody say that about you, that you live your Jesus? You see, living your Jesus is not about you praying loudly in, the, in your workplace. It's not about you having your Bible open on your desk. It's not about you playing Christian music in your car. You know, some of you in the car shows up, hey, you. Hey. You know? There's some languages that are coming that you shouldn't speak. Amen? But are you showing your Jesus wherever you are? We've got to understand who we are. We've got to have an identity. Otherwise, the world is going to give us an identity. But the reality is you won't have an identity until you understand the importance of having an identity. So today I'm making the statement we are a prophetic people. And part of being a prophetic people is we are a people that begins to speak the word of God, but we live in the reality of what we speak. Amen? Come on. We live in that. Go with me to Amos chapter 3, verse 7 and 8. It says, For the Lord God does nothing without revealing his secret to his servants, the prophets. The lion has roared. Who will fear? The Lord God spoken, who can but prophesy? Amen? This is the point of where I speak about the prophetic as being a symbol or the lion roaring as being a symbol of the prophetic. Amen? So when prophetic people, the Bible says it, the wicked flee it when no man pursue it, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. Come on. Uh, I, you know, if you're running from everything, you're not bold. Bold as a lion means you stand in the face of adversity and you are not shifted. 
When things come against you, 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 you say, though you come like David, you, you come with me with a sword and with a spear, but I come to you in the against you in the name of the Lord. When sickness comes and, and, and the doctor says, this, 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 this is wrong, you say, I come against this in the name of the Lord. It means if I'm going to eat right and I'm going to live right, but I'm going to come against this in the name of the Lord. Amen? That means I got to believe that God has put a word in my mouth. And I believe today that the word in your mouth, that deliverance, breakthrough for your life is in your mouth. What you're speaking over your life will determine the environment in which you live in. Come on. What you speak, come on, tell your neighbor, what I speak will determine the environment in which I live. Amen. So that means when you say, you know, you're useless, you're a badda, you know, you know. That person is going to behave like that. And when they're creating tamasha in your house, problems in your house, don't be surprised. You spoke it. You're living in the environment. Amen? So even if the person is not living in the will of the Lord, start to say, you can live better. God has got more in store for you. Don't speak what you're seeing. Speak, the Bible says, call those things that are not as though they are. Amen? So you got to understand this. Many of us are speaking what we're seeing. You can already see it. Know you're saying what you can see. That person know it, you know it, everybody know it. Sometimes even you want the neighbor to know it, the fifth house down the road. You, know, you want them to know it. They don't even want to know what is happening, but they're hearing it. Amen? But today I pray that God will give you your identity. Now, I, I, let me share with you a little illustration that, that speaks about that you're worth it. You know, uh, uh, you know now it's, uh, you know, most of our kids are finishing school and, and, and the next week will determine what the size of the gift is going to be. You know, so because the report card comes, you know. I used to measure the, the gift by the report card. I set out the, the, you know, the gift before the, the year starts. Amen. So you can determine whether you're going to reach it or come down. Amen. Whether you get one small model car. Amen. But it determines that. But so uh, 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 the, the, the father had a daughter and a daughter was graduating. And part of the congratulatory uh, gift the father prepared for the, for the daughter was he bought her a, a uh, what do you call it, a sports car, right? Bought her a Lamborghini, bought it several years ago. And he'd had it stored in a storehouse. He had it stored in the storehouse. And he brings at the graduation of, of his daughter, he brings the, the car and he gives it to his daughter. But by the time he's bring this, this beautiful car, no one's driven it. He's had it for a few years. He's had it in the, in, in the warehouse. Now dust has settled on it. And, and, and it's quite dusty, but it's a beautiful car underneath it, right? So he brings it and, and, and he says, before I, before I give it to you, this is what he says, before I give it to you, take it to a car dealer in the city and sell it and see how much they offer you for it. So the girl takes the car to the car dealership and comes back and, uh, uh, 
you know, the, the car dealership give you less, right? So uh, I'm, 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 I'm looking at Edwin. The, the, car, the girl comes back to the father and says, they offered me $10,000 for the car because it looks very old and dusty. So the father says, okay, now just take the car, the same car, and go to the pawn shop and ask the pawn shop how much they will give you. So the girl, t uh, girl return, t takes the car to the pawn shop, comes back to the father and, and, and says to the father, the pawn shop offered me $1,000. You know, the pawn shop always tried to, to get the most out of you. So the pawn shop offered her $1,000. They said, because the car is very old and there's a lot of work to be done. Just looking at it, right? Then the father told the daughter, take the car to a car club with experts and show them the car. So the girl drove the car and she came, comes to, 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 to a, a, a car club and, and she, she, she brings the car to them and she says, she asks the, uh, ask them, you know, what would you offer me? And she returns back to the father after a few hours and she says, some people in the car club offered me $100,000 because they said this car is rare and that the car is in good condition. The father then said to her, I want to let you know that you are not worth anything if you are not in the right place. If you are not appreciated, do not be, ang do not be angry. This means you are in the wrong place. Don't stay in a place where no one sees your value. Now, this is something that is important for all of us to take with us. Don't stay in a place where no one sees your value. This is important because many of us are sometimes a rare car in the wrong environment. It takes somebody that understands your value that will begin to bring out the best in you. A car fanatic looking at a Lamborghini, dust and all, can tell you the true value. Other people cannot see the true value. So I want you to say today, what environment are you in? Because the environment sometimes informs our value system. Amen? Now I want to, to say to you today that you are worth it. Amen? Turn to your neighbor and say you are worth it. Amen. Now, some of you weren't saying it to them really. You were just saying, oh, you were worth it, you know. <laughs> Amen. Now, if you didn't really get a witness, find another neighbor and say, you are worth it. Amen. Now, we know the son of, the son of, of Jonathan, Mephibosheth, after he found himself crippled, he finds himself in Lodabar, he finds himself in the house of Makish, and all of those things, and his, and his whole picture and his perspective on his life was skewed by the circumstances of his life. And he comes before David. He says to David, he says, I am a dead dog. He comes to him because, remember, the environment in which you live in sometimes informs you of who you are. Now, this is very, very dangerous. If you are around people that keep on breaking you down, 
you will start after a while to believe what they are saying. Amen. Now, Matthew chapter 5 verses 13 speaks about and says, you are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. Amen. Now, I want you to understand this. When, the Bible, when God looks at us, he sees our value. Now, I want you to understand salt is a very, very important thing. You know, salt, can, you can either have too much or too little, or you can have just right. Now, something is too salty. It's hard to eat. Right? Uh, I, I bought a packet of chips. The one day I was feeling like salt and vinegar chips. I would go to uh, the, the shop and I, all, I bought a packet of chips. And that thing had salt and vinegar. This, it dried my lips. It dried even my spit. You know, it, it, just, it, it just dried everything. I, mean, I enjoy eating salt and vinegar, but that thing was just really wicked. That, you know, it was something else. But the reality is salt, too much of any, anything is not good for you. How many of you know that? Okay, for a lot of us, we know too much of a good thing can be sometimes bad for us. Amen. Uh, so you need to be careful. Everything in balance. So salt also needs to be in balance. You know, some people are a little heavy-handed when they're cooking. They, they put a little extra salt. Amen. And uh, now extra sugar we can handle. Extra salt is a little bit difficult, right? But then the other challenge is when there's too less salt. Have you eaten food that has got too less salt? But you were scared to tell the person, you know, it's less salty, you know. You ate it because you just were trying to be polite and you were trying to, especially if you're a guest, you don't complain. You know, you just, you just eat. Maybe if it's extra salt, you have a lot of water. Not because this thing you say, you know, you're just watching what you have. So, but the reality is the, the Bible says salt is important. Now, salt preserves. We know that. Salt seasons and salt purifies, right? Salt has a lot of good uh, properties. But one of the things that we don't understand that in the scriptures, during the, the day of Jesus, salt was also used as a currency. Now, I want to share a few thoughts. Uh, Dr. Fuller shared some, some of this, and I, uh, we were together, and I, I took some of the notes, and so I want to share this with you as well. Uh, this is, so some of it comes from him, right? So I'm giving acknowledgement. Salt was a currency used in Jesus' day. The, the, the Latin word for salt comes from the word that equates to salary. So it was used in a way to compensate people, right? It was a used in a way to trade and to barter. Now, have you ever heard of the, 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 the statement or the, the slogan or the cliche that was made, you are not worth your salt? Now, what it basically, it comes from that old Latin terminology because salt was used as a commodity or a currency for trading. And so when they, when they measured people, they, when they say you are not worth your salt, it meant that, uh, that, that, that you, didn't, you are not worth the investment or you're not worth the money or the, the trade. You are not e equal to the trade. Now, this is something that is important. So even when people would buy and sell slaves or commodities, they would use salt as a medium for trade. So when you look at a good worker, you either say you are not worth your salt, or if you're a, or if you, that's if you're a bad worker. And if you're a good worker, they'll say you are worth your salt. 
Okay, so that means you are worth the investment, you are worth the salary, you are worth the, the pay. Amen. Now, some, now, this is the challenge. Salt was a currency that was used for the exchange of goods. Now, when I look at it, I want to draw a parallel that how salt, when, when we use the term, you are not worth your salt, or you are worth your salt. We want to say, salt makes you worth it. Amen? Now, salt was, the first characteristic of salt, salt was valuable. That means it was not cheap. So when, when we look at your life, you must look at yourself as being valuable and you are not cheap. Amen? You are not useless. You are valuable to the body of Christ. You are valuable to your family. You must be valuable at your place of employ. You must be valuable in your business. Amen? So the first element or the first characteristic of salt is salt is valuable. Amen? Now this is important some of us determine our value by the perspectives of people. People cannot place a value on you. Amen? You've got to understand, some of us have allowed certain people to speak into our lives, and what they say is how we live. Amen? So understand that you are valuable. The second characteristic of, of salt from the scriptures is salt was rare. That means it wasn't just something that was easily found, but it was also something that had value. Now today, in, in the modern day that we, we live in, people use different precious metals as a trading commodity. Amen? There was a, a stage even in, throughout the world where currencies in the countries, like even in South Africa, our currency was benchmarked against a gold standard. That means what it meant, that means the amount of gold we had in our reserves determined how much of rand we could print. Right? So they used to call it the gold standard. You couldn't print more rand than the gold that you had. Even in the reserves all over the world, the dollar, all of the UK, whatever, they had a gold standard. In the, in, the, in the 80s, early 90s, they removed the gold standard. So now we're printing money that is not based on any value system. I'm still yet to understand Bitcoin and all of this cryptocurrency because it's not based on any tangible value. So that's what's becoming the, the, the challenge. So when we, when we look at salt, salt in the, in the days of Jesus was rare, and therefore, it had a higher value. When something is rare, it has higher value. Amen? So, so say to your neighbor, I'm unique. I'm a rare find. Now, they may understand it in a different way. They know you a little bit more. It's harder when you've got family, you know, they, they know you in a different way. But you've got to understand you are rare, you are unique. Amen? That means not, nothing could this replace salt and you are, what you are holding in your hand was, it was really of value. But secondly, or thirdly, the characteristic of salt is salt was precious. I want you to, deter, uh, to realize today that you are precious in the sight of God. Amen? And you are to be handled with care. Amen? Now, you know, normally you find the boxes and on the boxes they get marked fragile. You know, uh, 
That means don't break it, don't just throw it down, just handle with care. Amen. So I, pr I pray that today you'll be handled with care. Remember, salt was a commodity. That means it, was, it had monetary value, and how you handle it was important. So I want you to understand how you are handled is important. Amen. This, this is, you, if you are, say you are precious, then just don't allow yourself to be mishandled. Don't allow yourself to be disrespected. Don't allow yourself to be devalued. Amen. Now, this is important for us. Why am I saying this to you today? Because somehow the world has got a way of informing us. And sometimes we believe that we deserve this life. We deserve to be beaten. We deserve to be uh, treated badly. We deserve to be, you know, ill-treated. All of those things. No. I want you to understand that you are precious. You are valuable to our young people. To our young, uh, young, young, young children, you, you, I want you to understand you are valuable. You are precious. Don't let anybody say you otherwise. Don't let anybody treat you otherwise. Amen. You are nobody's doormat. Don't let people walk all over you. Come on, you are precious. You don't, you, you don't take your gold jewelry and put it on the floor and start walking on top of it. You do that? You don't take anything of value and treat it badly. Don't let people treat you badly. If anybody, for those that are in a place where you are in dating and you are getting ready for marriage and whatever, don't let that person treat you like, like they're your gift. And you should just be so happy that they're around. Don't let people treat you bad. I'm here to say to you, this is reality. We live in a society, I, I see it every day. See people beating people up in the car. See people treating, you know, walking, walk with your head down. I don't know where you, you don't know where you're walking. Come on, you are valuable, you are precious. Let, be treated that way, amen? Be treated with respect, amen? Let people treat you with respect. Then, you're worth holding on to. You're worth the sacrifice. You're worth somebody committing to you. You're worth God investing his anointing in your life. You're worth God blessing you. You're worth God trusting you. Amen? So this is very, very important. If you don't see yourself as worth it, God sees you as worth it. He says you are fearfully and wonderfully made. So I want you to understand, don't let anybody treat you otherwise. Because then we will be answering to the world. You see, when we spoke, when I spoke about Daniel, the, the system of the world strips us firstly of our identity. And how do they do that is they firstly change the, what they, their diet, what they eat. Be careful about how the world influences your diet. That means when we talk about it, I'm not talking about fast food, I'm not talking about Burger King, and I'm not talking about McDonald's, right? I'm not talking about KFC and Nando's, and now you get angry. But, uh, okay. but the reality is, it, we're not talking about what you eat. I'm talking about how the world begins to perspect, uh, to view you. Amen? So what is the thing that is affecting your life? So you've got to understand what is the diet that the world is trying to feed you. Secondly, 
the, the world affects your dressing. Amen. Now everybody is trying to dress like somebody that they saw on the TV. Not knowing that, that uh, the TV, the magazine, or the, or, or the music video. And that person doesn't know how crazy they look. And then you want to be like them. Now there was a, oh, there was an old, uh, you know, kiddies thing they used to have, Jungle Book. You remember Jungle Book and Baloo? Baloo used to sing a song. He said, I want to walk like you, talk like you. Hoo-hoo. You know that? <laughs> uh, amen. Now some of us want to be like other people who do not know who they are. Amen? The world wants to influence our dressing. This is how you influence a culture. You influence a culture through media. And, and right now, we've got a whole lot of social media. We've got a whole lot of influence. I mean, I've never knew, known a job such as an influencer. I only know... Our parents used to say, if someone is influencing you, it's bad. <laughs> now people have a job. They call them influencers. All they do. They just Instagram what they eat, what they wear, what hair they put on, what nails they're wearing. All they're doing is they are a walking billboard. They had an advertising campaign on two legs. And we got to understand this because that's how the world influences. And so we got to understand that Babylon has got a way of influencing. So Babylon with, with, with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, with Daniel, the first thing they do is bring them out of their people, give them a diet that they're not used to, so change what they're eating. And you'll think all of a sudden, hey, you've been shortchanged. Now you're living the life, eating large prawns, crab, lobster. After a while, cholesterol starts talking to you. You don't know, but, you know, enjoying. And then it's our dress code. Then it is how we teach you. And then fourthly, it will come to change your name. The enemy attacks us by trying to change who we are. So you got to be very, very careful about how the enemy is trying to influence us. That's what they did with Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Babylon tries to change your identity. If you don't know who you are, the world will give you an identity. If you don't know your value, when, so when I looked at the characteristics of the salt, I want you to understand that when God looks at you, he sees you as someone with value. Don't let the world. Be a Daniel in your generation. Be, to, be able to live different. Be different. And different is not always bad. We've looked at different from a negative perspective, but different in the according to the world. Don't be like the world. Amen? Why am I saying this? Because when we come to Christmas, a lot of us are easily influenced 
by everything around us. We forget that Jesus is the reason for the season. We say it in church, but we don't live it. I want you this Christmas to live different. Make better choices. Live different. Understand who you are. Why you're celebrating. <clears throat> the world, for the world, it's a holiday, it's a party, it's all those things. But for you, it's something different. Amen? So may the Lord help you to live different, experience God in a different way. Amen? So today, the Lord is saying to us, understand his favor, understand his grace, understand his blessings upon your life, but more than anything else, understand that God is watching over you. Amen? So be, you have value, you are important to God. Come, let's just bow our heads together. I, I pray today that you would understand like the owner of the Lamborghini understood when he was giving his daughter a vehicle, he understood the value of it. Today, may you understand the value that God sees in you. Father, we come to you in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray a protection over your people, over your sons and your daughters. We pray a protection over their lives, over their families, over their loved ones. But more than anything, Lord, they understand that they are fearfully and wonderfully made. Let them understand that they are made by you, Lord, and that you have, you, you have inscribed them in the palm of your hands. They are special to you, Lord. And so, Father, you said, oh God, you know us. In Psalm 139, you protect us. You watch, you watch over us. Now, Father, I pray that even you said, oh God, in your word, that you have knitted us together. You, you have formed our innermost parts. You have, you have known us. You come in, in verse 14 and you says we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And so today, I pray over your sons and daughters. May the world not influence them, but may they take the world for you. That today, I pray that wherever they go, in the marketplace, at their workplace, at their jobs, at their schools, at their universities, may they be Christ-like. May they be like the lion of the tribe of Judah. May they represent Christ in everywhere that they go. And today, I pray today that we will answer to no other plan or no other design but to the word of the Lord. We give you praise, glory, and honor in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen and amen, 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 amen. Come, let's just stand together.